and welcome to TLF Gems, a podcast about customer experience and insight from TLF Research. I'm Stephen Hampshire. And I'm Greg Roche. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the SDI conference uh, that we attended last week in Birmingham. Yeah, the um, Service Desk Institute, which is dedicated for service desk leaders. And the first time we've been at that event, Stephen, um, mm. and I think it's four years since they've held it in person uh, and got all the community got all the community back together yeah and it's probably the first event that we've done for a while as well so it was nice to to be i guess we've started going out into the world in the last over the last sort of year or so but yeah it was nice to do a conference and sort of meet people and have a lot of conversations with people and, and sort of yeah see see what's going on yeah and very motivating and refreshing i think i'd forgotten about those conversations you have about business, the customer, and having them with strangers face-to-face. And it makes you realise, hey, yeah, it, it is all still going on um, mm. out there. It really is. I found it I, I found it a good, educational, fun event. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, it had a really nice atmosphere. I, I thought really sort of friendly. Sometimes at conferences, there's this kind of slightly, not quite adversarial, but there's, there's sort of a almost like a predatory feeling yeah about it. i know what you mean it felt a very collaborative event yeah. between everyone the speakers the people how many people do you think were there well we think about it the awards dinner weren't we so so there were 33 tables with with about 10-ish people on them at the awards dinner so i i guess 330-ish for that um some people came to the day before some people came to the, the day after i guess over the two days probably roughly 400 but but I don't know. Yeah, and the two days were quite a good mixture of some keynote speakers on day one. There was a, a fantastic awards dinner in the evening and then some sort of breakout sessions on, on day two. Hmm. Um, I was fortunate enough to get to listen to a couple of the keynote speakers and um, a guy that um, I'd heard about and hadn't seen him in, in hadn't seen him in person uh, called James Dogkins, who's the CX rock star. Mm. And um, he was very good. He was very good in terms of the, the message he gave at quite a high level and also the way that he gave it in a very user-friendly manner, really by involving music and rock music and giving some really good examples. You know, where someone gives an example and you can relate it back to you know to 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 yourself and and, and to the to the situation but I, I think one of the sort of the key takeouts which, which certainly James and a couple of the other speakers were talking about was the whole idea of the customer experience and really trying to he he, he was talking about turning customers into you know into fans first impressions making a good first impressions inspiring people making it easy to understand really trying to sort of then orchestrate the experience um and i was thinking very much journey mapping at that moment hmm. but um yeah I, I think he he very much as a keynote speaker summed up the whole event about how important customers are within this sector and i know that sounds a bit obvious but but really just the growing cx theme which is coming out from from this sector yeah, I think, and that's something that came up again and again, wasn't it? This, the whole sector, I think, is in the process of, of moving from. Um, you could easily argue it's already customer focused, and and I think I, I probably would say it is in some respects. So oh, it's very yes, focused yeah. on: are we handling these tickets well? Um, are we getting customer feedback? Absolutely, lots of it, lots of it. 
But I guess the the challenge that it has for itself, and rightly I think, is to go is to ask the question: what's what's beyond that? You know, so beyond dealing, you know, Greg phones me up because he he can't log into his laptop, and I solve that problem for him. Great. But what's beyond that? Yeah, one 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 of the other keynote speakers described it as birds building a nest. Lots and lots of little lots of little transactional twigs that start forming um that start forming a nest. I think we had quite a few well, we definitely had a few people coming up to us starting to talk about CX and the relationship side of of the customer experience. And that's very much linked into your presentation on day two in terms of how, how do you increase your, your your MPS score. What what were the main takeouts from your presentation? Which I thought was excellent, by the way, Stephen, as it always is. Um yeah, well, I suppose the reason we were at the conference um, is that we've recently-ish started working with with quite a few clients in, in in the IT services sector, so people who are MSPs and so on. So, in our, on our latest issue of Customer Insight, we've got a case study with Air IT, who who are one of them, and I think one of the things that 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 working with those clients has brought to our attention is the fact that it's a sector that is in the process of understanding that. We need to uh, we need to know about customer relationships, not just this transactional view of resolving tickets in a an efficient and a, and a and professional manner. That's really where I was coming from with, with the talk. Is that where wh- how do we get the most out of the transactional surveys that are probably probably already in place for most organisations? Yeah. How do we make sure we're doing them well, getting the most out of them, doing that closed loop stuff in the most efficient way, but also get that bigger view, the more sort of strategic view understanding the relationship view with with customers so i suppose i had particularly in my mind i had msps while i was doing that talk for that audience but actually that i think that would be true of well it's true of any business business relationship you can't just stick at the transactional level you've got to see the strategic relationship level as well absolutely and and another one of the keynote speaker was coming at this through the angle of we need to create and add value which comes from the relationship side and and was talking about some really interesting things about services, how you make people feel. And it was quite interesting to hear in, you know, an industry that you could say is very engineering measurement, IT based, that people were saying, how do we make people feel? Was talking about things about, you know, anticipating the experience, enjoying the experience, measuring the experience, and just how you make people feel. And I thought that was a really incisive way to come at the higher level or, or more the strategic level of, of the CX. And I thought what your presentation really did very well, Stephen, was to pull together those two different parts. It, it It's not one or the other, it's and, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, so it, there's no good, it, it's no good going in there building great relationships with people, doing the sort of all the old school schmoozy stuff, taking people up to play <laughs> golf and all that. If you're not handling transactions well, you know, if all the users are phoning up and, and not getting their problems dealt with, then you can't build a relationship on on no service, you know. So absolutely, that transactional stuff is really, really important. It's just not enough on its own. And I think the mistake that organisations make, again, in all sectors, really, is that they think doing enough transactional customer surveys will add up to a relationships customer yeah. survey. And <laughs> it's it just doesn't. It. Yeah, it's um, a good way of it that. Yeah, so I think that that's my point. Really. You, need, you need to do both in some you know, you need to find that balance. It doesn't necessarily have to be the same amount of money you spend on both or the same amount of effort or resources or number of surveys. Um, and in fact, it usually isn't. 
but you need to do a bit of both. Yeah, there were some interesting things in terms of one of the speakers used the word of being custodians of the of, of the customer experience, which I thought was a very interesting way of doing it. And asking that rhetorical question of, of how do customers view value? Because all suppliers, you know, in MSPs, in, in the IT services, in us and, and all our clients, we sort of, you know, we all want to add value. But do we take that time of saying to customers, do we add value? How do you measure value? Because we mm. think we do it by doing X, Y, and Z. And again, that's sort of outside in, inside out approach of, of saying, hold on, let's get customers to define what value they want from us. I mean, it, it was a really sort of interesting idea look, look, looking at value, which just as you're saying, is a combination of of operational and relationship. Yeah, there's definitely for sure something in that. I, th- I think there's that people often talk about partnership, don't they? Um, it, yeah. Something that often comes up when you do, um, you know, we often end up doing sort of face-to-face or, or video nowadays depth interviews. And something that often comes up when you're talking to people is they understand our business. You know, they understand where we're yeah. coming from. They understand what we need. That feeling of they, as a supplier, understand my business is a really good example, I think, of how, because sometimes in, in B2B customer research, this can all sound very fluffy, all this stuff about relationships, and it, it either sounds like it either sounds fluffy or it sounds like that old fashioned schmoozy thing. And it's not really that. It's about do you get us as a business? Do you understand where we're coming from? Are you coming to us and proactively saying, look, there's these trends coming down the line? Have yeah. you thought about, you know, how is AI gonna yeah. feature in the future of your business? Do you need a bit of help with that? Have you thought about what where blockchain might feature in business? I'm making this stuff up. I don't know yeah. nothing about it. No, but- no, I, I think you're right. I often think of it. It's it's you know, yes, they're meeting my needs today. Are they going to meet my needs tomorrow? Mm. And I I can think of a couple of large clients I, I I work with where the relationship is a ten to twenty year relationship, mm. uh, and that's the partnership that you're in, and that's going to be completely different with different people with different things, uh, and trying to get at that through a collaborative approach in terms of who who's leading that or certainly having that on the agenda in terms of where where are we going are you going to meet my needs in five years time because i'm going off in this direction and are mm. you going off in that direction or actually do we need to amicably part and go our different ways or are we on you know on the same direction yeah i i think that is a very interesting way of 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 looking at it so i guess more more generally what uh what are some of your takeaways from the conference, Greg. You know, where, where do you where do you think that kind of IT services sector is? Where are service desks going? Where does customer experience feature in them? Oh, I, I I think it's it's rapidly changing. I think the sector itself is becoming highly competitive. I think there's a lot of growth in that sector, and I think there's an awful lot of focus on the customer in that sector. And I think, as we were alluding to before, I think it's really trying to understand a bit more the longer term value it it, it 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 everyone's going at it with a hell of a pace a hell of enthusiasm and a lot of really good stuff there um and interestingly if you think of some of the conversations that that we had on our stand about what issues were people facing it it it, it wasn't about people 
not understanding it, not wanting to do it, was how do I get a better response rate? How do I get action mm. out of it? How do I get meaning out of it? Um, I guess in some way the sector's probably defaulted a little bit to web surveys yeah. um, and and talking to people about, well, if, if you want to ask, you know, the sort of stuff we're talking about, you know, collaboration going forward, the level of, of business over the next five years, is it going to increase, stay the same, decrease? That's much more done face-to-face, either teams or telephones, because it's much more about the qualitative side of it and the why people are saying that. And and, and, and you and I have seen that in different sectors mm. as well. It, it, it takes a little bit a realization to say hey we need to bring this to the party as well to really understand the full customer picture yeah you definitely need those layers again of tactical and strategic but also qualitative quantitative and i would argue that kind of internal measurement as well so something operational to so you can join all those things together yeah it, it it's <laughs> this might be going off at a slight tangent but i sort of think what what one of the things that sort of perhaps covid did was brought perhaps 10 years of customer involvement or, or working at home involvement into two years it really jammed it together very quickly because it just had to adapt and I sort of got perhaps a similar feeling listening to the event in terms of hey this is where we are now this is where we need to go and people were talking about trust mm-hmm. and, and how do we get people to trust us quicker and I, I, I thought some really sort of interesting things like that so I think this sector is very surely going to have some real world-class performers in it when it comes to sort of customer experience. I, I, I think there's a desire there, there's an ambition there, and I think mm. the things like the competitive nature of, of of the sector will will just force it to go that way. And I suppose this is a bit of a tangent perhaps, but it, it reminds me that a lot of the people who were there and, and, and we were speaking to are essentially dealing with internal customers. So, you know, they the yeah. work for a large organisation, you know, it might be there were people there from universities or people there from, from the NHS and the police and other public sector organizations. We've always, we've always thought said that, you know, you should treat internal customers as customers, you know, you should think about them and measure their satisfaction and plan improvements in the customer experience in, in really just the same way as uh, an external organization would with its customers. But it does change the dynamic a little bit, doesn't it? I think it very much alters the thought process, doesn't it? And I know where we do benchmarking and where we do benchmark internal customer surveys, those customers are much more demanding. I think with an external customer, there's some realisation, there's either some monetary thing or they've got other customers, which is sometimes not the angle that you know a colleague or a member of staff gives that well why aren't you doing this so that and all the principles we say about understanding best what matters most and focusing on two or three priorities for improvement would completely apply to the internal customer relationship can't do everything for you Stephen but I can do x y and z which I think is what or which is what you've told me you what you really want me to focus on and and I think that sort of pulled together all the different things of what we've seen over the last few years, whether people talking about effort or trust, internal customer experience, the customer journey, it's definitely a sector with a load of enthusiasm here that that is that is really thinking about the customer. And I think that's in many ways, probably that's why the event felt so nice and comfortable. There was definitely a a feeling everyone was going in a in a similar direction. Yeah, absolutely. And and I suppose one final point to, for me at least to mention is 
the other big focus that, that I noticed was on the employee experience and or you know, employee engagement yeah. or point, happiness or you know whichever way you want to describe that, which is something that you know again we've always pushed that, haven't we? You know that there is these things. We we could have a whole podcast debating which way is the arrow points, but um, <laughs> there's no doubt that yeah. there is an arrow there between employee how employees feel and how customers feel, yeah. and that is a key part of the picture. Yeah, that's a, that's. A really good point. I think I'd overlook there, Stephen. But it's a sector that has probably got to the conclusion, hold on, you know, we need our employees to be happy, satisfied. We need to give them the tools to do the job and manage them in a way that motivates, engages, keeps them loyal, keeps them committed. Um, And, you know, yeah, the sector's definitely got that you know, already in place. And not just from the technology side, from the man management side. One of the keynote speakers was talking about mindfulness, mm. you know, which which is you don't often hear at conferences, but it gives you a really good idea, you know. And I think this was the second one on on day one was, you know, really how do we look after our employees? Absolutely, mm. yeah, yeah, an excellent event. Um, I'd like to go back. In all honesty, I, I I think there was a lot of takeouts from uh, a lot of takeouts from that, and I think a sector we can learn from, and I think a sector we can add to as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think. Well, we'll certainly look at it and perhaps go go back next year. So I'll put a, a link in the show notes to to the SDI, um, the Service Disk Institute, and and some information about the conference. But yeah, that's probably probably a good time to wrap up. So uh, thank you very much for listening. If you're using iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review us. And if you want to get in touch, you can find us as ever on Twitter at TLF Research or at tlfresearch.com. Have a good afternoon, everyone.